0: Our focus must be riveted on the Saviour and His Gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to another Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast. My name is Awa and I'm here with the bro. And yeah, we just wanted to start by introducing ourselves really quickly. Mikey, do you want to go ahead and give us the honors, my bro?
1: Yeah, sure. Kia ora, everyone. Oh, my name is Michael Randall, but everyone just calls me Mikey. I'm living at the moment in South Auckland, but I'm originally from Hamilton. I fuck up, Papa, back to Bridge Park down in Hastings, Hawkes Bay. And I love me some watermelon and some gospel.
0: Yeah, bro. Where'd you share your mission um, and what are you doing now?
1: I was called to serve in the Tahiti Papete mission, but I was very fortunate to serve in three missions. So I served one transfer in Auckland mission to visa weight, then I went over to Tahiti for a year and a half. Then uh, the last five months of my mission, I finished in Wellington mission, Let's where, go. I met, where I met my man, Awa. <laughs> <laughs> and at the moment, I'm just working and studying. I work at the MTC as an English and French teacher, and I study BYU Pathway.
0: You're the man, Mikey. And yeah, I'll introduce myself as well. My name is Awa Nuiarangi. Most people just call me Awa. I served in the New Zealand Wellington Mission. Mikey and served alongside him. It was awesome. I play rugby for East Coast Bay's Rugby Club and I've been home from my mission for about four months now. So it's been really good. Back into studies. I'm in my fifth year of law and commerce at the University of Auckland. I'm a convert to the church. So is Mikey actually. And maybe we'll we'll share a little bit about that further on in in this podcast. But thanks for being here today. We pretty much wanted to talk about the greatest cause, the greatest challenge, the greatest work on earth today. And that's missionary work. Something Mikey and I are very passionate about. Mikey does it for his job. And we both serve full-time missions. And we truly, truly love the gospel. We've had a personal impact from missionaries, elders and sisters who have helped us to learn about our Savior Jesus Christ who have changed our eternal perspective and helped us to get on this path towards returning towards our our Heavenly Father. And and that's awesome. And something, a topic that we've been discussing in preparation for this podcast is young men and women who grow up in the church and they understand what it's like to get a call from the prophet to serve a full-time mission, to be raised with this little bit of expectation, from their family, maybe even themselves, to serve a mission. And everyone has different levels of faith. And something that we've been thinking about is this question, how much faith does someone need to go on a mission and to be an effective missionary? Mikey, my man, what are your thoughts, bro?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. I definitely had that same question as I was preparing for my mission because honestly, I knew nothing. I'll I'll be honest, I could probably not even tell you what faith was. That's that's how that's how the bare minimum wow. of the of the <laughs> the fuel that I was running on in terms of knowledge and, and testimony and everything. But there, there's a scripture, bro, that I feel like kind of facilitates that question, and it's found in Alma 32. And uh, I got another one in First Nephi. But Alma 32:27, bro, and it says kind of talks about how whatever size your desire is, that this is what he wants you to do. And so it says, but behold, if you will awake. And arouse your faculties even to an experiment upon my words and exercise a particle of faith yea even if you can no more than desire to believe let this desire work in you even until you believe in a manner that you can give place for a portion of my words to expound a bit about that if you're running on yellow in your fuel tank if you got the yellow light on this is what the mm-hmm. lord's saying you don't have to have a full tank half a tank quarter tank if you're running on one drop of of fuel in terms of faith to that you have that the lord just wants you to use that to experiment and then he will help you he'll help that to grow into something uh greater and then as you allow more portion of his word to enter into your heart your faith your faith starts to grow I think that's what happened with me. Eh? I went straight into the mission field. I actually didn't get to go to the MTC first. I went wow. straight to the Auckland mission. Yep. And oh man, it was the most dauntingest thing because I didn't know the lesson. <laughs> yeah, didn't know the lessons. Didn't know Yeah, anything. Bro I was just going in there blind. But I I just trusted. I, I, I trusted. I knew that this person wouldn't lead me astray. I knew he wouldn't to make Make me become anything less than what I already am. And I was able to st- study hard and make heaps of mistakes and testify of things. And it was crazy. Yeah, um,
0: I really like where you went there in that conversation. But a lot of people, they also don't feel like they're good enough to serve a mission. But the thing is, you kind of learn as you go as a missionary. And the first step, yeah. like you said, is having that belief. And just taking that small step of faith to follow our Savior Jesus Christ and to accept His invitation. And so I think going back to that question, we just need faith as small as a mustard seed and the Lord will mold us and help us to be a great disciple of Jesus Christ is one of the most amazing things that we can do. And the Lord will help us. There's a scripture in Jacob, chapter 5, verse 72, and it's one that I love. And it shows me that the Lord is in the work. That's something that our mission president, President Thompson, would always say, Outer Morris, the Lord is in the work. And the scripture, it says, And it came to pass that the servants did go and labor with their might, and the Lord of the vineyard labored also with them. And they did obey the commandments of the Lord of the vineyard in all things. The middle of that, that verse where it says, And the Lord of the vineyard labored also with them. I love it so much because the Lord will help you on your mission. The Lord will walk side by side. He will be right there when you're knocking on that door. And he will lead you to those who are prepared to receive the gospel.
1: I love that. I eh? And it just reminded me that, bro, faith is a doing word. It's almost like you cannot know until you take that first step like you talked about. Receive like a witness you have... after the trial of your faith, Ex- bro. Exactly, bro. You have to walk in blind. You cannot know what's ahead because then <laughs> yeah. otherwise that's not faith. Amen. So we all have to be in that position where we're blind. We don't know everything. And that is the whole, that is a perfect equation to exercise and to show your faith, I think.
0: One scripture that came to mind, it's, it it is in first Nephi chapter four, and he doesn't know what to do. He's hit heaps of barriers with his brothers and he just has a, a little bit of faith and trust in the Lord and is led by the spirit. And so verse six, it says, And I was led by the spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Nevertheless, I went forth. Man, Nephi is the man. For for me, when I was learning about the gospel at the start of the Book of Mormon, I remember thinking to myself, I want to be like Nephi. I want to go and do when the Lord commands me to do something. I want to go forth and do my best, even if I don't know how to do it. Even if I don't know what to do or what to teach, I am going to just trust in Him and follow the Spirit. So a lot of the youth out there who are thinking of serving a mission, who are wondering if they have enough faith,
1: you do. You can do it with the help uh, of the Lord. This is one scripture that I feel like will ease a lot of pressure that the youth are like, putting on themselves in yeah. terms of like how much they feel like they need a gain, mean, exa- mean example. Um, first, first Nephi 11.17, he said, And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children, Nevertheless I do not know the meaning of all things. Mm. This is a this is a prophet bro. This I is a prophet that. saying that and yeah. if a prophet can confidently say that I think we can be confident in saying that if I just know that I love God and I have a testimony of that bro if a prophet can say that I think I think we can be okay to go forward a eh?
0: mm-hmm. 100% bro I love that I love that. One topic that that always comes up with with serving a mission is repentance, right? Preparing yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, but most importantly, spiritually to preach the gospel. It's a sacred calling. We get set apart from the world. And so one word that I wanted us to kind of talk about is worthiness. Why do you think it's important to be worthy as you prepare to serve your mission?
1: I think it's important because... Worthiness gives you access to the power of the Spirit. And so our worthiness is like a refining sharp that will help us be much more effective in anything in life, but most importantly, a mission. If we want to go out there with a really sharp sword to go and cut through hardships and everything that we may face, then we need to be as worthy as we can. And to have that desire to consciously want to be worthy, instead of doing it just because once we start to have that desire that I really want to be worthy instead of I have to be worthy, yeah. you, you're on another level. But, uh, yeah, I think it just helps us to really allow the presence of the Spirit to be with us and to accomplish our tasks at hand, especially missionary work. Like yeah,
0: bro. I, I, in prepare, preparation for my mission, without going into detail, Man, I had to go through a, a really long, tough repentance process, but because of it, I felt like you said was more worthy of the Spirit, and the Lord helped me to be a better missionary. And I learned so many things through that process, which helped me to to come closer to my Savior and to learn more about Him and His Atonement, and to give Him my burdens. And it was awesome experience to put everything aside, put my pride aside and trust in the Lord. And I think for a lot of our youth, it might be hard and scary to think about that and the process, but I know that the Lord just continues to invite us to come unto him and promises that he'll make our burdens light. And I know that one thing that was really hard for me in preparing for my mission was submitting my will to the Lord. And I know that might be a a weird thing to say, but in preparation for my mission, I had joined the church. I had never planned on going on a mission. I was studying at uni. I was, I had a graduate role and I was doing well in my rugby. My family, they're non-members. And so for them, they didn't want me to go on a mission. Not many of my friends wanted me to go on a mission. And I had a girlfriend at the time as well. And so when I think About the Saviour, and think about how submissive and humble he was to submit his will to the Lord. Man, I I just I look at him in awe. Scripture that I looked at in preparation for this was during his atonement when he was suffering, in Luke chapter twenty two verse twenty four, the Lord says, "Father, if thou wilt be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will." but thine be done and for me as a young adult that was kind of what i was asking i was like man i, I don't really want to do this it's really hard like do i have to serve a mission do you really want me to serve a mission what's your advice to young adults in regards to submitting their will to the lord because it's hard
1: hard it is hard bro and everyone has like different circumstances situations Issues and problems, and it's hard. It's hard to just blanket it. I love the scripture that you shared about the savior submitting to the will of the Lord because, oh, I think, man, it's it's so interesting because my case, and for me, in, in terms of preparing and submitting to the Lord, because my desire to serve was originally to save my family who have left the church, and. Yeah, we're kind of like in the same situation, like only members in our families at the moment. And for me, I wanted to do it to save them. So I was like driving to get out on the mission to try mm. and make this happen. So submitting for me, it honestly felt like it was my only option for me. That's mm. for me though. And I felt like any other option just w- would not work out because I didn't have much ahead. The time where the, the place where I was in my life, I had just come out of a really hard uh, hole spiritually and so the only thing I had to look forward to was literally that in my life which kind of made it easier but for those who do have opportunities and to do something or to be someone outside of a mission honestly I was just telling my missionaries today is that I talked about their sacrifices that they left and I said to them whatever sacrifice you are placing on the altar the Lord will consecrate that For your benefit. So, if anything, whatever you are leaving behind and whatever you're submitting to help him with this great work is just please trust and understand that he will magnify, purify, and consecrate everything that you have placed on that altar. Everything. And there was this little analogy I I saw a photo of, like, it was like a little girl in Jesus Christ, and he took her little like teddy bear off her and she was crying but behind behind him he was holding like a bigger like a bigger and greater teddy bear yeah
0: bro i love that
1: yeah and it's just i feel it's just like that eh? it takes a lot because we can't see what's ahead we can't see what he's going to give us and this kind of all comes back to the faith kind of process
0: i agree Um, i agree bro yeah something out of suarez says to us when he came to new zealand recently is as well as having that faith we should also have the expectation of miracle. When we have faith in the Lord, trust in him, trust that he will help you. And, and that's what, that's, what's really tough. I remember I was just, I was just telling you this just before bro, but you know, preparing for a mission was really hard. My parents didn't want me to serve a mission, let alone get baptized into the church. And so I remember it was really scary. The moment that I had that first prompting to serve a mission from the Lord, I was afraid and I was scared. And I was like, man, what am I going to do? So I hit up one of the bros who had served a mission and he said, bro, maybe you should write a letter to your parents. Just say a prayer, write a letter, fast about it. And so that's what I did. And I gave it to my parents. (laughs) And (laughs) And they thought I was joking. They kind of thought it was a joke. And so I try to sit down with them and sometimes it would lead to arguments or it would lead to just a big disagreement. For for my whole life, my parents wanted me to play rugby, go to uni, become a lawyer. And a mission wasn't in the picture. And so having enough faith to just trust in the Lord that he will help everything to work out while I'm on my mission with my family, when I come home, that was really hard. But looking back on it now, he has blessed me with that bigger titty bear, bro. He has blessed me with so much more. Oh, so much more.
1: Straight up, bro. I honestly so blessed. Oh, we, we're kind of just reaping, reaping and still reaping the blessings of serving a mission. Before I'd left, just before, I'd already got my received my call and everything. My mother got cancer, like, uh pretty severe cancer before i left and i was oh man my whole point is to save my family and you want me to leave them in this real hard circumstance that they're in and if anything bro being blessed to be in that preparation phase if i was not in that preparation phase to to serve a mission i definitely want i was able to bless my mother and bro, she's nice and healthy and no cancer and it's just little things like that i think the lord has a great plan, unique one for each and every one of us. And every step that you are taking in terms of preparation, in terms of submitting or walking faithfully, there are things prepared for you in each step, but you've got to take them first. So, and yeah, that, so that we're experimenting.
0: The Lord knows each of us individually. And that's something uh, that I yeah. learned on my mission and the preparation for it. And even before he hears your prayers He sees what you're sacrificing. He sees what you're giving to the altar. He sees you waking up early in the morning to do your scriptures. He sees you on your knees when you wake up in the morning before you grab your phone, praying to him. And he sees you thinking about others. He sees you going to church because you want to be there and you want to come closer to our Savior. And you want a spiritual experience with the Savior when you're partaking of the sacrament. And so... Yeah, I, I think that's important as well to know is that Heavenly Father knows us. He knows our needs. He knows the needs of our family, and He knows what's best for us. And so if, if you ever get a prompting to serve a mission, it might be hard. and might be scary. But from me and Mikey, <laughs> press forward and have faith in our Savior. There's a scripture that I love that um, we memorized on our mission. And it was in Second Nephi chapter 10, verse 23. And it says something like, And if ye shall have faith in me, ye will have power to do whatsoever thing is expedient in me. If we just have faith in the Lord, trust in Him, try our best to follow Him, He will help us to do anything. He will give us power to do anything that He sees fit.
1: I want to take on that, eh? And for all the youth who will listen to this, what I just said in terms of power to do whatever is expedient, we come out learning languages, we come out being mm. more confident, we come out um, with better attributes, we completely change as a being, a human being. You learn how to communicate with people and work with them. Social skills, practical skills, teaching skills, mm. all of these things that are applicable in life anywhere you go. And when oh, it's it's amazing. You're able to discern people's needs mm-hmm. by the Spirit. are able to learn how to heal people, bless people. Ask inspired oh.
0: questions, give inspired invitations, Cut. promise blessings. Man, exactly. <laughs> it's just, oh. How to hear the Lord. That's something also I learned to do really well on my mission. How to hear the Lord and walk with Him and serve others.
1: Those videos that you watch, the restoration or Mm. Ephraim's rescue, and you see those amazing miracles happen. I honestly thought that those were literally experiences that happened back then. these, These things won't happen. Now, especially in my life, I was fortunate to have experiences, really sacred experiences, to see people be healed, see people be completely changed and mm. all those real story experiences that you see that on on, on movies bro like i,
0: I want to hear an experience bro share, share a miracle <sighs> from your mission
1: okay bro so there was one island we were on it was in the marquesas islands on the island of hiva Oa in french polynesia oh, and yeah. these people were well known apparently they were sav- cannibals about 50 years wow. ago which is recent as wow. so i was a bit worried a little bit to go over there because i heard that they were real savage people i was put in this area we had the whole island to ourselves and we had to go open a certain valley wow. and we knocked on every single door and uh we spoke the small amount of Marquesian that we knew, and we tried to meet everyone. And this one big Marquesian dude, tattoos all over, skull necklace, lets us into his home, and we teach him the restoration. And we just felt the spirit throughout the whole lesson. And at the end of the lesson, we invited him to be baptized. We just felt prompted to do that, wow. and he said to us, um, "I can't, I can't be baptized." We asked why, and he said. Well, I have this, like, sickness in my leg that I haven't been able to cure or heal for for years. I and mean, I've seen doctors and everything, they can't do anything about it. And so me and my companion looked at each other, and we just knew we, we had to give him a blessing. We asked him if he would if he would like a blessing, but before we did that, we asked him if he had faith in Jesus Christ, and he said that he does. And so we anointed him with the oil and blessed him, and was a very profound blessing and after the blessing we said amen and we he just starts bawling his eyes out and we're like far out this is a huge dude like he's real intimidating he's bawling his eyes out and then he said to us i felt like an evil spirit leave my body and i heard a good spirit tell me three times to accept wow and um and we just felt the spirit so strong and so we invited him there again to be baptized, and he said yes. Wow! And uh, we closed that lesson, and we left straight away. We didn't think anything of it. The next day, we had church, and his cousin came to church, and his cousin was at the at the lesson, not a member. And he comes to Elder's quorum, and he he stands up in front of all the men, and he starts to testify, and he's like, "I just want to testify to all of you." that whatever these elders are doing, whatever they're teaching, that it's true. Wow. Because they came over yesterday and my cousin hasn't been able to walk in two years. And they come over and they bless him. And now he's walking. Wow! And we had no idea, we had no idea. He was still sitting down when we left. So we had no idea he, he could walk. And so we looked at each other shocked and we were like, wow, what the heck? we got to go see him and see if this is real, if this actually happened. So we went back and little do we know, we see his name is Jerome. We see Jerome walking around in the in the farm working, and we go up to him like, "What happened? You're walking." And he's like, "Yeah, after you blessed me, like, I can work now. My leg's fine."
0: Wow, uh,
1: it was amazing, amazing experience, and it really just proved to me that the priesthood that we hold, the power jesus christ held to heal and bless people to help people it to exists. create the world oh it exists man it's so real it is it's so real he is real if
0: ye will have faith in me ye shall have power to do whatsoever thing is expedient in me bro and i love that that's such a beautiful story bro and 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 you're right you're right I'm grateful for experiences like that on my mission too. I'll quickly share a couple, which, which are similar. Just being led by the Lord, not knowing what to do, where to go. And so I've told the story quite a lot before, but I'll go into a bit more detail. My first day in the mission, I went to Wellington, just to our church offices where they are. And the mission president told me that I'd be going to a place called Livin. And I was like, yeah, I'm, go- right. I'm going to the South Island. <laughs> I had no idea where, where Levin was. And Levin is, is is in the Palmerston North Stake. So it was a, a couple hours drive north from Wellington. And so I, I hopped in um, with one of our assistants and he drove me to the Levin flat. And I got there and that over the next couple of days I, I posted on social media it was during COVID, so I was trying to share the gospel as much as I could. Called everyone in our area book, which is just like just some contacts that the missionaries had had in the past. And I was trying to set up appointments and 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 all of this. And, and while I was doing this, my nan she gave me a message on Facebook, and she was like, "Moko, why haven't you come to visit me yet?" <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean, Nan? I'm on my mission." And she was like, "Moko, I'm in Himatangi, which is." 20 minutes away from where you are right now. And I remember thinking to myself, what the heck? I had been sent home from Tacloban, Philippines because of COVID. I had been reassigned to the New Zealand Wellington Mission. And the first area that the Lord sent me was a place where I could teach and share the gospel to my Nan. And I hadn't told my mission president about it. I technically should have known where she lived All I knew was she lived in Himatangi. And so I thought Himatangi was like close to Topo or something. And so I really gained a testimony that the Lord is looking after all of us and he knows exactly where we are and where we need to be. And so I feel like that's why it's so important for youth who receive a prompting to go on a mission to just go and serve because there are people waiting out there for them and they need to be found and the Lord needs them to be taught. And the way he does it is through us missionaries. So went to Nan's house on the Sunday and started reading the book of Mormon together. And she just had so much faith. She was really unwell and really sick. She said she was at a point in her life where where she felt like she had nothing else to live for. But bro, honestly, the, the gospel gave her purpose. Um she began to be so happy and excited for church. She'd wake up at four a.m. every morning to read scriptures, to pray, and to sing hymns. And to see her devotion and her faith to the Lord, to make a decision to be baptized, I couldn't believe it. And that was truly, truly a miracle.
1: <sighs> Man, just speaking about your name. Oh, it's, it's so, it's so, there's no coincidence that this is called Doubt Not, Fear Not. And just as you're talking about my na- uh, your nan, bro, I, I was thinking about my nan. Mm-hmm. It was a great of, a great inspiration to me, if not the only inspiration at that time. And this is kind of piggyback off how the Lord just needs you to be in certain places in your life and to just go forward and let him guide you because this, my nan who I was so close with, she she f- pretty much funded my mission. She wow. provided everything everything necessary that I needed for my mission. I would honestly not be on the mission if it wasn't for her. But I didn't realize the greater purpose that she played until I was on the mission. Because once I hit my year mark, then then it was in a really big accident and she, she ended up passing away. And I was hearing, when I heard this oh information, I, I was real, it was hard. It was real hard. Um, and... I was thinking, why, why now? Why not when I get back? Because this, I was. This was definitely an honor to her. I wanted to serve right for her as well, to honor for what she had done for me. And it wasn't until two weeks later, after after being depressed and just sad about it, or I was comforted and realized the purpose. And it was she accomplished her mission here on Earth, mm-hmm. which was you, to get you on a mission, so that you. Because you are going to be the last one. You're the last lifeline in your family to help them out. If you go down, who's going to help them out? So she did her mission. She did her part, and I'm going to take her home. You do your part now. And then I was gutted that I wasn't. Be- I was. A- I wasn't able to go to the the funeral. And just like you reassigned to Wellington, first area was where she was buried, down wow. in Hawke's Bay and Bridge and Bridge Park. Wow and every sunday i was able to to visit nan when i went to church because the urupa is just right next to the chapel i remember yeah beautiful place yeah very safe oh we we could, oh, i just love how we have these experiences bro. we can go
0: on and on forever but before we carry on to our last our last story there was this one time me and my companion we i remember so i i got transferred from levin and went to putidor and i served a lot of my mission there and i got to him and he just looked at me he was like so i just want to work i'm just whatever you want to do like that's us if you want to door knock you will just door knock because that was my favorite thing to do on my mission was door knocking and a lot of missionaries i think they think it's a very traditional way of of sharing the gospel but it's the best way it's the best way and fun fun too it's fun man and it's exciting yeah it's exciting and it's like true just traditional missionary it's the best Sweet. i remember me and you we, we'd go and trade us together and we'd just be like yeah let's go <laughs> let's go we're just you're in the army of Helaman. you're a disciple mm. of jesus christ and you just want to share the gospel and so me and my companion we said a mighty prayer and we asked the lord to help us to find someone who was prepared to receive the gospel and so we were driving through Portidoa. And we went down this road, and then we just started knocking on doors. And we're knocking and knocking, and a few hours later, we knocked on a door, and a woman came to the door. And we said, hey, introduced ourselves. We're missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ, and, and we share a message about how we can find peace and happiness through our Savior. And she just looked at us and paused, and she said, I've been expecting you. And wow. we, we were like, What? We looked at each other confused and we are like, What do you mean? And she said, Last night I had a prompting or a feeling that two spiritual men were gonna come and see me today. And so we went in and we taught her and her her brother about the gospel, and and he ended up being baptized. And and it was just an awesome experience. And there's something there's a promise in the scriptures in Doctrine and Covenants section four. You know, that the field is white, all ready to harvest. And Alder Ardern, he explained the scripture to us. And that word already, it's not the all space ready. It's already ready. And so there are so many people out there who are just overdue to receive the gospel, who are waiting mm. for missionaries to go or for members to go and to just find them and to share this amazing gospel with them. And I'm sure you found that on your mission too. If you have faith, if you do your best, the Lord will lead you to those people who He has prepared.
1: Hard out. There's no such thing as a dead area. No honestly. way. No such thing. It's just your faith. You got to man. I'll, yeah, I'm straight up on that. On that buzz. The the field is white. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not brown. It's not black. It's white, no man. Way. It is fruitful. Yes, sir. It's just. It's just us. It's literally just us. Eh? The,
0: the last thing I wanted to talk about, bro, is for youth who struggle to gain a desire or just struggle to want to actually serve a mission. It is stressful when your parents, leaders, and people, they might expect you to want to serve a mission. And sometimes you just don't. I I didn't really want to serve a mission, to be honest. And then I had to go through some things in order to gain a desire and doctrine and covenant section four, you know, it says, if you have a desire, you're called to the work. And so for youth out there who are just not that keen to serve, what kind of counsel, what kind of advice would you give them, bro?
1: Honestly, bro, the first thing that came to mind was asking yourself why, um, kind of questioning the thoughts that that come into your mind about doubting your doubts before, you know, doubting your faith kind of thing. What, and kind of laying it all out on the table. I think you really have to think about it. For us, the young men, a responsibility and commandment for the priesthood that they hold. Uh, I don't want to force anyone, but you have to go. But it all comes back down to your understanding about the gospel, your understanding about your responsibilities and would lead you, to do certain things and you need to have experiences to gain a desire because i honestly feel like you can't gain a desire sitting on the couch you literally got to get out there in the world and experiment for what the world was created to be the world was created for to to gain experience and whether that's from bad experience or good experience you're still going to learn and you're going to gain a desire to do something um Let's just hope that it, you know, it pushes you in the right direction. If you do, obviously, if you're going to do good things, it'll guide you to do good things, greater things, like a mission. And that just starts from the smallest and simple thing, such as reading, such as praying, such as attending uh, church. And that just kind of creates inspiration in yourself. You're able to see, you're able to feel, and that's what it is. You got to feel the spirit. That's where, that that's that's how a desire is inspired to, to push you to do great things. And I feel like if we're in areas where we're not feeling that spirit or in places in our lives where we're not feeling that spirit, it's kind of hard. But as long as you have felt that spirit at least once in your life, you will always remember that feeling and it will be unforgettable and where that spirit lies.
0: I, I agree, bro. I think what you're saying is to just try and do the small and simple things And the reason being is because they help you to come closer to our Savior. They help you to gain and strengthen your testimony of Him. And when you strengthen your testimony of Jesus Christ, your desire to serve Him increases. And your desire to serve a mission increases. I remember for me, one thing that I tried to do was to just pray for an increased desire to serve a mission. And I remember I would pray every single night leading up to my mission for like a year, asking Heavenly Father to bless me with an increased desire to serve my Savior and an increased desire to serve a mission. And all of a sudden, I gained this excitement and enthusiasm to just share the gospel. And I wanted to, with all of my heart, just go out and serve the Lord And I've been thinking about ways that we can ask Heavenly Father if it is something that we want or or He wants for us. In Moroni chapter 10, we know that we can ask Him with a sincere heart, real intent, having faith in Jesus Christ. He will help us to know the truthfulness of all things. And so even in 2 Nephi chapter 14, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and and it shall be opened unto you. For me, to increase your desire to serve a mission is to just ask in faith. Ask for an increased desire to serve. Do the small and simple things. Learn more and come closer to your Savior, and your desire to serve Him will be strengthened.
1: Yeah. Ah, hard out, bro. It's a process, and it can't happen overnight. Sometimes it can. Sometimes it can. Sometimes it can. (laughs) But but most of the time, you need to definitely put in some effort and, I remember, bro, before the mission, I literally had to read the the Book of Mormon Stories picture book mm. in order to just understand, because I started reading the Book of Mormon and I had no idea what I was reading. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, and this is one year out for my mission.
0: I remember the first and time so... I, I started reading the Book of Mormon out loud, it was at a family home meeting, and and I started reading and I said, and it came to pass that Nephi <laughs> I didn't know how to say <laughs> Nephi, bro. Oh, my gosh. So
1: <sighs> One, one uh, yeah, bro. But I know if I didn't, I was doing that consistently, just reading the Book of Mormon stories. And then once I finished that, Book of Mormon, awesome. it's just literally incremental steps and habits that you create for yourself will ultimately help you to gain a desire in anything, in anything. But ones that are done that... Like spiritual ones, ones that help you come closer to Christ, will help you to eventually, because you start to think a lot about yourself at the start. Mm -hmm. And once your desire grows enough, it starts to turn the inside out to the point where you start to think about other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when our desire comes, where we want to serve others, because we want to share what we know, share what we've felt to hopefully help them feel the same way, or if not better. And it's a selfless act, but in the process, Everyone's blessed. Everyone wins. It's a winning team. Team Jesus. Let's go. As always. It's beautiful, bro. I I marvel every time that how perfect and beautiful this work is. Everyone's rewarded. Mm. No one misses out. No one in whatever process or part you play in it. It's so rewarding.
0: If there was something that you are to leave whoever's listening with, what would it be?
1: Three things. The first thing is, I wish you knew how much the Lord loves you and what he has done for you, prepared for you. And I wish you could see what he sees in you. We are all here to prepare to meet him and to remember who we are and to express and illuminate our true color that we have uniquely in ourselves. And we're not here to be anyone else. The Lord needs you to be you. He doesn't need you to be anyone else because if he loses you, then that's something that everyone's going to miss out on is having you in the world. And he needs you to help the world become a better place. He needs you to help his children remember who they are. And the best way, which comes into the third point. So the first one is God's love. The second one is is knowing your purpose, your identity and your outcome, who we can become, why we're here, uh, where we came from. We came from heaven. That's our home. And we're here to learn about how to get back home and to become more heavenly. And the only way to access such information and such knowledge and to access your true identity, your true color that makes the world more beautiful is through Christ and his gospel. I've always said to myself that this is not missionary work. This is remembering work because we're just helping people to remember who they are, who they are, why they're here and who they can become. And where they can live they just forgot they've just forgotten everything so help them out because they're your brothers they're your sisters and if we truly love our family we will want to have a desire to share what we know in the gospel because we know that it will help them to access their true identity as a child of god and their true color that helps the world to become better to create this big image the spiritual image of a rainbow we need blue we need yellow we need green we need orange. We need all the colors and you are a color, a unique color that the Lord needs. Please don't dilute yourself to be any other color from whatever you see them do. Whatever you've heard me and our say or do in our lives, that's for us. Do what's for you because mm-hmm. the Lord needs you to do you and to be you for certain purposes because people will be able to relate to that and you'll be of great service to them. And- But it's through Christ that you can access all of this. So go through him in order to find yourself in his gospel.
0: I love that. And just from me, this truly is the greatest work on earth today. And we can serve the Lord. We can serve our brothers and sisters. And if not us, then who? Who will find the one? Who will represent our savior? Who will knock on that one door? Who will call that one person? who will invite those people, our brothers and sisters, who will remind them of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I know that the Lord needs missionaries and he needs us to put our hands up. There's a saying in rugby, eh? Stop putting your hand out, put your hand up. And I truly feel a personal responsibility to put my hand up. And when I pray, I say, Heavenly Father, use me. Heavenly Father, what do you want me to do? And for a lot of us, that's to serve a mission. And so if you feel the Lord is prompting you, especially to our brothers out there, our priesthood holders, it's time to put our hands up. It's time to put our badges on, to be righteous priesthood holders, to be righteous missionaries, to join the ranks, to join the army of Helaman and to baptize all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. In the name of our Lord and Savior. I know we know that this is His work and His glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of our brothers and sisters. Let's get it. Let's be about it. Ew. And let's just have faith. I know it's sometimes easier to say, harder to do, but all you can do is try, try, try. Thanks, guys, for listening. We hope you're all doing well. Mikey and I, were on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any questions, whakaro, thoughts, anything you want to be like, bro, you shouldn't have said that, just hit up Mikey. No. <laughs> no sure. Just give us a buzz, honestly. We love to talk about our missions and Jesus Christ and all the rest. Team Jesus. Team Jesus all the way. But we love you guys heaps, eh? CPR, church, pray, read your scriptures. So... Let's go. We leave this with you all. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in the series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast see our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com this recording is not an official publication of the church of Jesus christ of latter-day saints the views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church